Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about Agent Carter Season 2, Episode 5, The Atomic Job, which originally premiered February 9th, 2016. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. As Jarvis's precision and quick thinking skills are put to the ultimate twist, Peggy must uh, find a way to stop an atomic explosion that threatens to destroy all of California. <gasps> no! Wait, was it all of California? I thought it was just L.A. No, I was thinking that it was like it was like L.A. <laughs> but if you talk to someone who never lived in California, L.A. is all of California. I mean, that that's fair. It's not like anyone can list any other cities in California, like Sacramento. Or, or, San, or San Francisco. Francisco. Oakland. Um, Tahoe, maybe? Not really. No, you're not well, even going to think about it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... It's a destination. It is, it is a South Lake Tahoe and Tahoe City. I mean, we Cruise. can. Mm-hmm. I currently, and you have lived in California, I could name hundreds of cities that most people have never heard of. I don't know hundreds. That's a little much. I can name dozens of cities people uh so i can name a few cities that people have never heard of oh, i got two coffee san diego. All right. <laughs> san diego that's another big one I'm, I'm like oh big ones uh i'm like redding humboldt tulare berkeley more of them stockton modesto but these aren't okay we were going on tangents before we started recording. This has not worked out well so far. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Let's uh, let's conclude California geography and talk about Agent Carter. <laughs> All right. Wilkes wakes up Peggy in the middle of the night to show her that he can interact with zero matter. While doing so, he accidentally absorbs a little bit of zero matter from Jane Scott's tissue sample and becomes temporarily solid. He also suddenly knows where Jane Scott's body is. Peggy decides that they are going to steal the body to cure Wilkes. So, um, if Wilkes were solid, Peggy would punch him in the face with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I I was kind of thinking, I mean, something along the similar lines, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool that he, you know, learned something about becoming solid and all that, but, um, did, did he really have to wake her up in the middle of the night or that early in the morning? I think is what it was. Like you maybe maybe wait another hour. It's really cool. Play around with it. Experiment some more. Yeah, and but also he wants to be solid, like any real boy. But mm-hmm. he also um, he doesn't sleep anymore. So it's like, oh my god, waiting six hours for her to wake up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would be a problem. Um, two things I thought about this. First of all, um, Wilkes is just pl- uh, pulling a vision and just walking into people's rooms without permission. Just because he can. Like, that's rude. Yeah, only he understands why you shouldn't. Yeah, also he literally can't knock. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> he can't touch the door, so I guess that's fair. <laughs> so um, is he like, is he sticking his head in and like, keeping his eyes closed but then still saying something like knock knock can i come in are you are you there are you awake like he's got his eyes closed as he looks around even though his eyes are closed and looking around is just pointless yeah i mean i i guess you could assume i don't know what time this is but either real late at night or real early in the morning you can assume she's asleep 
Okay, yeah, that that one's fair. It's not like he's walking in at like seven a.m. as she's getting dressed or something. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, never mind. I don't want to think of the terrible preferred things he could do, especially since Wilkes seems like a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't need to drag down his character. He's he's cool. Yeah. That's another thing. Um, have you seen uh, Big Hero Six? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, the Zero Matter, like, moving around, it looks like it wants to, and when Wilkes absorbs it, it feels like it wants to re- uh, reunite with the rest of the Zero Matter. That's why he can know where the body is and whatnot. I feel uh-huh. like that's kind of like the magnets, how they find where Super Evil Guy is um, controlling the magnets from. Oh, the little the little micro robot things. Yeah. Oh, my micro robots. I think that's what they call them. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, right. Which Big Hero Six is a Marvel property. That's true. Just yeah. not that. Uh, not this how that, that movie ended up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Stanley has a cameo, so. <clears throat> I guess I guess it counts for something. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm ready to move on. How about you? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, this one's really short, but there was no other place to put it. Actually, the next two are really short. Um, Violet wakes up Sousa after he fell asleep waiting for her to get off work. He proposes, and she says yes. So my only note was, it's lucky that Sousa doesn't react like Peggy, or she would have either got punched in the face with a gun or shot. <laughs> that is that is very true. <laughs> Do you think after Endgame, you know, when Steve goes back to the 40s, like, uh-huh. will he get up in the middle of the night and then Peggy just shoots him or punches him in the face on accident because she's so paranoid? Maybe. I mean, that seems to be her default, you know, living in her world, how how she does things. So, yeah, maybe. That might be <clears throat> one of those things. Because I've got a theory that they canceled the show just because, like, literally, like, five minutes after the end of the show, like, last scene, Steve shows up time-traveling-wise. And that's why we can't continue it, because Steve's there. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll think that's about it. that. Let's let's talk about that a little bit more once we get to the season finale, just so that yep. way we remember how the season ends. That's true. Because maybe some of us don't remember. I'm sure... It, it's with a zoom, 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 and then something appears and looking off to the distance, and then credits. I'm sure that's how it ends. I'm sure it's something happen. along those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I literally only remember one thing, and it was like the setup to a potential next season, which they never got. But yeah, haven't got yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, I have hope with Disney Plus. Everything I love will just come back. It ha- it worked with Clone Wars. <laughs> that's it so that's far. true <laughs> i mean that uh turtle you had as a child you know everything <laughs> um that was you who had the turtles <laughs> that's true yeah uh, someday i'll be reunited with michelangelo <laughs> someday anyway moving on because that was a really <laughs> short section and so is this one yeah. chadwick can't sleep because whitney is talking in her sleep he gets up with the intention of leaving her, but she wakes up along with him or, and tells him that she needs his help. 
So uh, my only note for this is along with absorbing powers and knowing where the body is and stuff like that, she also gets Batman sneaking powers. Yeah, because she just showed, like, wasn't he in the restroom at the time? when? No, he was in the closet, the walk-in closet, trying, like, oh. getting stuff. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. Unless she already had those powers, she could have already been really good at sneaking around. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. It probably always freaked him out, but now that she's, like, absorbed a henchman last episode, it's really scary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or... Another power she has that we've never seen is she can float a little bit, like half an inch off the ground. Well, maybe she can. I mean, I bet zero matter will let you float. Maybe. I'm trying to think. Because we have seen zero zero matter in other places. And I don't think they float. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Now an actual substantial section. Ah, finally. The next day, Peggy and Jarvis break into a cold storage unit where Jane's body is, but Whitney and Chadwick are already there. She has been, uh, uh, Whitney has been called there as well. Frost absorbs zero matter and decides that she needs an atomic bomb, like you do. She (laughs) deduces that that Frost is going to steal a bomb to, or Wooks deduces that Frost is going to steal a bomb to replicate the conditions that made zero matter appear originally. Again, Peggy decides for the group that they need to steal something. This time the bomb from Roxxon. Frost also convinces Chadwick to steal the bomb. So everyone's going... This is what I like this episode, because everyone's going for the same thing. <laughs> in this. <laughs> That's good. They'll all converge on the same place. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of wraps it up. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are so many things in, in that section to talk about, but the very yeah. first one that I have to bring up is Wilkes saying that, you know, as a scientist, you want every variable to be the same. But but they have no idea how many variables there were. That's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, I, I don't know how many nuclear bombs they tested. Maybe that was part of it. Should they take 10 bombs? Or... <laughs> That's true. I mean, do they need to go to the exact same location? I mean, we don't know what zero matter is it could be based on the like where the moon is or where the earth is in space or something like that <laughs> that's true yeah it could all be a resonant frequency sort of thing like an agent's of shield mm-hmm. yeah so we have no idea if this would work yeah anyway that line just bothered me so much when the episode i had to bring it up <laughs> Like there's there's so many unknown variables like you've done no research into this all you have mm-hmm. is a video <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> i mean you can't accurately say how high the bomb was when it exploded um what materials were around there anything like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first note on the other hand was so now wilkes just needs to absorb whitney completely <laughs> and to make him solid yeah i guess that would work yeah because she now has more dark matter does he have any dark matter how why is he intangible and she has absorbing powers <laughs> um how does that work i don't know you're you're right um do we know has anyone else, okay so he ended up in his current state because 
the zero matter exploded or imploded, I think. Mm-hmm. Do, do we know, has that happened to anyone else other than, well, I guess when they first got the zero matter, right? That sucked in a bunch of stuff and, and I think some yeah. people. I, I know we saw some people. In, I don't in know the video. specific explosions, but other people have gotten powers from zero matter. Um, one of them was a guy who was going after um the cellist Coulson's like ex girlfriend. His powers mm-hmm. from zero matter. Um, which he has like, I guess like similar to Frost's powers, she can like send stuff out to absorb people, and he can send stuff out to turn off lights. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's similar. All right, all right. And then, um, I guess, do we want to do spoilers for one minute to talk about the other one? Because they're far down the road, if you know who I'm Yeah, about. sure. Sure, let's do yeah. one minute starting now. Okay. Um, Zero Matter is essentially how Cloak in Cloak and Dagger, um, Tyrone, gets his powers. Uh, or uses Oh, I powers. completely missed that. Okay. Yeah, it's all Dark Dimension stuff, and it's like, that's... Like, you look at the MCU wiki, it's Tyrone, Whitney, and the guy from that one of us is a shield. Huh. Yeah, okay. so... I gotta, I gotta look into this some more. All he right. can absorb people, and he takes them to the Dark Dimension. Um, yeah, so... And then, I guess it's Zero Matter, because they never... Unless they... I have only watched the first five se- episodes of Season 2. Unless they go into how they got their powers. It's just the stuff that Roxxon was digging up. And I assume that was zero matter. Okay, that would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I guess uh, they don't go more into how his powers work and all that stuff later in the season. All right. So. Well, no more spoilers. So okay, people who are caught up on the MCU. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of insight. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Peggy is currently like on vacation from the SSR. Is that right? Yeah, she's taking some days off because she doesn't want to go back to New York. So, when she has no structure, she just decides to steal stuff, like bodies and bombs. <laughs> like, Peggy needs the structure of the SSR, or else she goes mad. <laughs> Everyone has a hobby. I mean, if, if you're not, you know, working yourself crazy, then you, you need to do something to, to relax and relieve yeah. the stress And I guess. Being a spy, you steal information, might steal stuff occasionally, but it's sanctioned, so she just has a habit of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, okay, like here, here's an example. Um, as a software developer, you know, in my day job, I work on websites and, and stuff that the websites use, that kind of stuff. But at mm-hmm. home, you know, I'm working on other things. Like I'll uh, mess around and I'll play around with making a, a phone app or something like that. You know, same thing, right? She wants to try something else. She doesn't normally steal bodies for work or normally steal nuclear weapons. So, hey, why not? Let's give it a shot. That's true. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so Frost is going to steal the, the atomic bomb. This is something you just, like, you know, swallow your pride, and you go to the SSR and tell somebody this, I would think. <laughs> Um, huh. So, I mean, last week they were stopped, right? By, at the SSR, they, they were stopped by uh, masters mm-hmm. from being able to do anything. And I wonder if, is that it? Are they just, 
trying to to yeah. avoid having to deal with with masters anymore. Well, that makes sense. Also, Frost and because Ma- um didn't last week we see Masters and um Agent Thompson in the um Oh, we saw them when they were doing the code pink when all the women were in the um going into the arena club. So he they know that they're involved with uh Frost and Chadwick. So they Did don't they want them. them. I, I don't I I uh I guess I, I know I know Chadwick. Like they they're I guess they associate Chadwick, but not Frost. I thought so far she's been separate from the whole council stuff. Well, yeah, no, that's true. But I'm just oh, like, okay. they know Chadwick's in there, so they know they're probably working with her husband. So there is a connection there. They don't gotcha. Want okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just don't want a chance any sort of communication happening and all that. Because mm-hmm. as far as Carter knows, maybe it's possible that the other people in the council want the nuclear weapon. True. Or, yeah, or if they're doing the nuclear weapon for the council, possibly. And oh, those, or that. yeah. I mean, they don't know why they want it at this point. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, they talk about the facility that they're going to have to break into. Um, this, the security that even Stark corporate spies can't get into. I don't know how anyone else could get into it. They've got a special key. Okay, standard. An exploding mm-hmm. door. An acid core spring inside of something, and a three thousand volt mechanism underground for reasons. <laughs> I mean, obviously, good reasons because it's one of the ways they would try to get in. Yeah, super paranoid reasons. So yeah, effective. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that our nuclear arsenal has these security measures around them. But you've read multiple news articles talking about how that's not true. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's so many other things that we're probably going to die from in the next couple of years. Atomic weapons, not something I'm super worried about because that's been a threat for the last like eighty years. So if it was going to happen, probably would have happened already. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Oh. Huh. <laughs> so in addition to talking about the you know all the defense right here around the nuclear weapons or at, mainly the facility, right? The security at that facility. Um, Jarvis just knows it off the top of his head. Like, he's able to recite it. Mm-hmm. Why? Did, was he the I'm, spy? Like, did, did Stark send him saying. to try I'm it? pretty sure he was the spy. <laughs> so, does that mean he's broken into other Roxxon facilities, too? All of them. All of them except for this one. <laughs> Man, alright. Good job, Jarvis. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean... Uh... Do we have any evidence that at this point in time, Howard Stark has any other employees? <laughs> Maybe Mrs. Jarvis is his maid and a butler, but I don't think we have any evidence that he has any other employees. I guess that's true. Does Stark Industries exist as a company? I mean, he has money, obviously. It could be it could be inherited, but we have no evidence otherwise. That I mean, Stark builds everything. He builds all these devices. He, um, we don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how we could believe that he has any other employees at Stark Industries. It's just him and Jarvis and 
uh, Mrs. Jarvis. Okay, and maybe a few contractors. I mean, he is producing movies now, directing movies, so, you know. Yeah, but if he has a partnership with the studio, this oh. could all be studio workers. Okay, so, so far, everything he's done, as far as making money for business stuff, has just been himself. And then yeah. he'll hire maybe a few people, and and that's it. So instead of starting a company, he's done mm-hmm. more consulting type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. like, um, think about his military work. He was the guy working there. That'd be like right now. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it, but um, like Amazon and Facebook are competing for like some military contract for security or something like that, yeah, or something. The Jedi contract. Okay. I'm surprised that's not a name you would remember. Is it called Jedi? Yeah, the Jedi. <laughs> I contract. thought I, I thought I misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh wait. Facebook isn't in it. Maybe you're thinking oh, of something else. But there's a, a with the U.S. Department of Defense right now. The two main companies are Amazon and Microsoft going for that. Amazon, one. Microsoft. Yeah. But um, we don't see Jeff Bezos and I know Bill Gates isn't running Microsoft for a long time. But we don't see Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates going to work for the government when they get that done. We don't That's see true. the CEO because they have <laughs> other employees. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They would send other people. Also, <laughs> Satya Nadella is the name of the CEO. Good for her. Him, her? Him. Yep, him. Oh. <laughs> Good for that person. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> a name I've never heard before. Or if I have, it has not stayed in my head. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. <laughs> before he became CEO? Well, yeah, all right. Never heard mm-hmm. that name either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right. So, um, yeah, so maybe so far... Stark Industries isn't even a company unless we've seen the name in like 10 things and just don't remember, which is also entirely possible. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess not so far. Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. You know, I think last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about Stark and like what happens to him to change him to become the version we see in this show versus what we see in the, you know, his, his future when he's, mm-hmm. you know, the dad of Tony. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, he gets a little bit older and he starts a company and that just tears the life out of him. And <laughs> <laughs> he's no longer fun loving guy. He's CEO Stark. I mean, that would completely make sense. Now like you have literally have other people who, um, you're responsible for their livelihoods that might stress you out because he obviously has no responsibilities right now yeah that's true <laughs> and you know and actually kind of going back to season one that would have been a lot more new i mean it was news when the you know part of the whole plot was saying that stark was um was an enemy enemy spy or something i forget what they said but basically you know there was a manhunt for him mm-hmm. if he was you know, owner of some large company, that would have been a very different story, I feel That's like. True. Like at least in terms of like they would have gone to not just his house, they would have gone to the company too, maybe to get documents. That would have been a storyline. It's true. You're right. I guess it's Stark is a Stark Industries is a three person show. It's Stark, <laughs> Jarvis, and uh I looked your name. Anna. Anna Jarvis. They're the only people also, who work for Stark Industries. Also named Jarvis. Stark, Jarvis, and Jarvis. Yep. <laughs> All right. 
Um, my last note for this section is Frost says, um, since Isodyne created the bomb and Chadwick owns Isodyne, it's not really stealing. Or no, he doesn't own Isodyne. Yes, he does. He owns Isodyne. Since it's not really stealing since he built it. But now it's in... Oh, I'm I'm talking myself in circles. I was going to say it's a government <laughs> facility. It's not a government facility. It's a rock sump facility. Why the hell doesn't the government have the atomic bomb <laughs> or this version of it? That's a good question. Oh, I mean, they, maybe they're subcontracting that out, right? The the storing it. They're like, yeah, you have a pretty good secure facility here. You hold on to it. We'll give yeah. you money. And Roxanne is like, yes, please, we'll take the money. Thank you. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that's that's the reason. I guess they do that in real life. I also like to think the bombs are more secure, but they're not. We just established this. <laughs> yes, I agree with that statement. All right. Um, moving on. Unless there's anything else you want to cover right here. No, no, my big thing was just wondering why Jarvis knew so much about that Roxxon security off the top of his head. But I think we've established that and we're we're pretty set. So right. we have some new head cannon, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm good to move All right. on. Alright. To infiltrate him, to infiltrate Roxxon, Peggy borrows a memory inhibitor from the SSR. At Roxxon, Peggy disguises herself to go uh, steal a key from Hugh Jones' office, but is recognized by him who she met in the previous year. She erases his memory. He soon recognizes her a second time. And then she has to erase his memory again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Eventually she finds the key in Jones' belt buckle and escapes. (laughs) So. This memory inhibitor. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... They screwed up Jerry's brain, the SSR guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know how many times they tested it on Jerry, but... um, Do you think they yeah. tested it seven times in, like, 20 minutes? Because that's what <laughs> Peggy does to <laughs> Jones later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, afterwards, when he realizes he doesn't remember anything, he's still pretty messed up too like that Mm -hmm. that's probably not a good afternoon for him i'm sure he's recovering the rest of the day yeah i mean he may have like serious problems now like i'm sure this causes like brain cancer or something yeah i mean i have no idea what causes brain cancer but this is probably on the list i mean neither do i i think donald trump said windmills Windows definitely cause cancer. Oh yeah, definitely. but it's also science. possibly radiation, like radiation of something that can erase your brain <laughs> or erase your memory. Oh, was it radiation? I miss. I mean, the broad definition of radiation is something like electromagnetic ra- waves that radiate, or on um, particles that radiate. Something is coming out of those things they're putting in the head, so it's some form of radiation. Oh, okay. I thought it was just electricity. Like, they were just putting a specific wow. charge through the head. Well, I mean, okay. That can also screw up your brain. Maybe not uh-huh. cancer. Maybe. But, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I literally don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he wasn't a named character, he might have just been dead at the end of the scene. That's entirely oh. possible. Well, then, I mean, I don't think so. I think this is supposed to be a silly scene. And mm. I don't think they would have killed a character, killed a guy, <laughs> just a random guy, because Peggy used the button too many times. That's true. Not in this show, at least. Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe. Oh, well, definitely. Especially, <laughs> like, depending who's doing it. I think Daisy or um, Sky definitely would have done it in season one. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, well, that um, got dark quick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she was kind of a, an F up at that point. That's true. She did. She did start out that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. Uh, so she realizes where the key is that's on Hugh Jones because there's a poster that says the key is in you. First of all, it's not on you, but that's what I would do if I'm uh owner of a company that's doing super super secret evil stuff. Is I would have a clue to what my enemies would look for in a poster in my office. That seems really a really great way to work. You know, you, you need to remember so many different things. Like, it makes sense that you would just have a poster up to remind yourself, oh, that's right, super secret key no one should even know about on me. That's right. Okay, good. Good. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. But also it says the key is in you. So he's she's lucky that Peggy didn't just, like, pull a knife and cut him open. Again, that would be that would be more like Punisher levels of dark, even more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, maybe, maybe sometimes it is like, right. Maybe I don't know how big the key is, but maybe sometimes he just swallows it and for like two, three days, it is literally inside of him. He doesn't have to worry about it. Eventually it comes out, you know, he washes it, you throw in some disinfectant, uh, hold on to it for like two or three days, but you know, and then you just keep on repeating that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do when I don't want to lose something and it's smaller than like a carrot. I'll just swallow yeah. the whole thing. And if I could swallow anything, like pills or anything, I would probably do similar things to like keys and important things. But yeah, I can't. By the way, I was thinking more baby carrot than the full grown carrot. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was imagining like you cut the carrot and it was a small piece, but you know, that yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah. Even that's pretty big. But... <laughs> All right. Again, to go with the whole what's up with CEOs in this universe, why does the CEO of Roxon have this like special key in the first place? What if someone like needed to do an experiment or just check to maintain the bomb? They have to go to the CEO's office to get the key? Oh, no, they just use the back door. It's not oh. it's not in the docs. Oh, okay. Not in the documentation or anything. It's just it's there. Because they, they still need to get in. The weakest link is always going to be humans. So there's going to be something. They'll find a way. I'm yeah. positive. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be well hidden. So Jarvis didn't know about it when he was uh, doing the recon on That's the building. Yeah. <laughs> and then they didn't notice this whole time when they're breaking in. Yeah, they probably saw it on the way out. I'm sure. Like, ah, damn, this thing. Mm -hmm. That would have made sense. Ugh. And they were all punching themselves afterwards. Like, it was so obvious. 
<laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, that also, instead, that suggests a level of micromanaging that mm -hmm. would drive a lot of people crazy working yeah. for this company, I'm sure. When the CEO, owner of the company, I don't really know exactly what he is, but I just you know, keep someone using that the high CEO, up. CEO, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when that person has to come down to do something just for you to do your job, that's that's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully he's not on a business trip. Yeah. Also, like, after Peggy leaves, he comes out and the secretary asks him, uh, like, did you have a good lunch? And he looks down and his pants are, like, unbuckled and all this stuff. And he just goes... I must have. Obviously, he doesn't remember his lunch or this woman he assumes he slept with. But it doesn't phase him. So apparently, like many rich men, he sleeps around where you can easily lose your belt or your belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were assuming that he, he thought he slept with someone? I just thought he had a really good lunch. Like, that's what his assumption was. <laughs> that's what it was? Yeah. He's just like, obviously, I had a big, a good lunch. I had to unbelt my pants because I ate so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, back then, it was probably like a, a nice T-bone steak and a and side whiskey. of mini steak. <laughs> and whiskey. Oh, yeah. And whiskey, so, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone had a drink or seven with lunch. That's why I doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. Well, back then, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, I assumed he thought he slept with somebody. Uh-huh. And if he that doesn't phase him, then he can easily lose his key. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He probably thinks it's somewhere in the office. Yeah. True. <laughs> and right. he'll just find it eventually. He'll, he'll get around to that. It's in there. It's safe. So, um... I think we milked that one for all it's worth. <laughs> that storyline. Uh, what storyline? Yeah, exactly. The one mm -hmm. that you forgot two minutes ago. All right. Oh, we, we went on a tangent for longer than two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's true. All right. Carter and Frost both assemble teams to go after the bomb. Frost and Chadwick meet with Joseph Manfredi, a local crime boss. They make a deal with him to get some hired muscle to help steal the bomb. Next, we see Carter and Sousa recruit Rose and Amberly. All right. <laughs> you spent a lot more time there on uh, on Frost and Chadwick getting the team there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, more stuff happens. Like, we know who Rose is, and actually, it's Samberly. Is it Amberly or Samberly? I remember, like, writing one the whole time and then realizing it's the other one i think it's amberly and i've been right i had been writing samberly no Sam shit i don't know <laughs> what's his one name one of the two yeah maybe maybe, maybe it'll matter in some future episode and that's when we'll remember <laughs> well I, like it's bugging me because my notes it's like for the imdb summary i wrote amberly for the note i have later i samberly in the next storyline, I have both in, in the, um, in the uh, summary. So I don't know what it is. So I'm going to call him Samberly. For reasons that I don't know. Okay. But anyway, Sounds good we, already, we already know who Rose and Samberly are. So you have to establish, you know, 
Chadwick and Frost's new friend. Long yeah, that's fair. By the way, I looked it up. Samberly with an S. Okay. Okay, so I'll just yeah fix these. Write that down now. Make sure it's right, and hopefully we don't forget this part of the conversation. And you remember before where you like yeah. couldn't remember, and then uh, it's a whole thing. I always hate it when that happens. Mm-hmm. You have to relearn the same thing over and over. Such a such a hassle. Yep. Anyway, um, so they meet with uh this guy uh Joseph Manfredi, who um they offer him a uh, freeway contracts like the contracts to build the new freeways um little side note for one of my other favorite movies this is why they were trying to destroy toontown was to build the freeway and it makes sense it's the it's the same year and it's in the same city so i'm assuming the plot to toontown is happening somewhere in the in this universe or or maybe it's that's just history no no i'm i'm sure it's like one or two restaurants down is is where they're it's the bar in that plan yeah all that stuff yeah i believe it yeah. <laughs> we had to do a lot of editing and stuff to make sure the tunes didn't show up in this episode but they made it work occasionally you'll yeah, see I, oh. one, one tune in the background yeah i mean really good job but yeah 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 but um yeah manfredi rejects that he instead he wants his names out of the papers whenever he does something crazy, and then when Frost is or when Car um, Chadwick is about to say no, he beats one of his men to a pulp to show him that he's he his name doesn't deserve to be in the papers. Like that's a great way to illustrate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also a good way to to know like oh his name's probably in the papers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, man at restaurant um beats another man to pul- to a bloody pulp. <laughs> says thirty witnesses. <laughs> exactly. Gotta keep that out of the papers. Yeah. No one's gonna know it if it's not in the newspaper. Exactly. Actually it's true. Back then no one is gonna know it unless they go talk to the radio. There's no TV, there's no internet. Yeah. I mean T V is super rare, right? Wasn't it? Well, yeah. Was it this episode? Yeah, it was this episode where um, Violet was talking about her coworker because she had to work the double shift because her coworker just got a TV. I mean, that's fair. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I get a TV, I take like six days off of work. And I've had TV yeah. my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to binge watch something. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's true. Uh, TV didn't become super big until the 50s. I actually don't know what like the broadcasting companies were broadcasting in the 40s oh i have no idea either yeah i know they Come went on, off man. at night that's about it yeah. okay yeah. fine i love this <laughs> no i think that was the 50s oh, damn all right then i have no idea <laughs> i'm out of ideas that's the only old show i know <laughs> all right um yeah i know that too but they did that all the way until like the 70s or something like that going off the air 70s or 80s Oh, I didn't know the show went that long. No, not not I Love Lucy, but going off the oh. air at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Once cable showed up and there were a ton of channels, and I'm like, well, I guess we'll keep on. Yeah. Is that... Is there that... was competition, probably. Mm. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, switching over to Carter. Um, So I think, I feel like Team Carter is just replicating the Shieldies. Like, um... 
Sousa is Coulson. He's the the highest ranked. He's also um something's wrong with one of his limbs. His leg doesn't work <laughs> correctly well. Coulson's arm isn't there. <laughs> uh, we've got Carter is May, his most trusted uh, confidant and the most badass woman. Uh, Sam Burley is both Fitz and Simmons because he's a scientist. And also he has no field training. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose is Mac because she's the muscle. Apparently she's the strongest as we see later. And then uh, Jarvis is season one Sky because he has no idea what to do. But they have to put <laughs> the most important thing on him later when he has to disarm the bombs by himself. <laughs> you know what? Just to add to your uh, to your um, comparison there, mm-hmm. uh, Rose also, uh, like Mac, is a very um, uh, uh, impressionable person, very compassionate, uh, empathetic. Oh, yeah. There we go. Very empathetic Empath- of other people. Yeah. That's true. You know, yeah. Mac was very nice to uh, to Fitz when Fitz was, you know, trying to get back up to speed on, mm-hmm. you know, learning to think and speak. And he, she also comes off as a very gentle person, but when the chips are down, she can kick, kick ass, which is like yeah. Mac is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have a a group, a team of some sort, you're always going to have to have, you know, specialists, right? That's that's how that always comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever hear, like, the, uh, the Faye... Um, I forget what it's called, but like, um, you take like probably pretty much any children's TV show that had that kind of concept, and you know, you say, "Oh, everyone is one of these four. Um, mm-hmm. The Ninja Turtles is the one I've heard it as before. Um, oh, yeah, there was another female, like the the show aimed towards girls. I don't remember which one it was, but same concept. It was like a, a group of people, and each one had like the different type. Um, I guess Hogwarts mm-hmm. also the different houses, right? Everyone falls into that yeah yeah so like going with ninja turtles we've got the leader the partier the nerd and the like the tough guy yeah yeah <laughs> which i obviously i'm the nerd go donatello that's ninja turtle well yeah obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah um is there anything else about like assembling the teams you want to talk about no, no. Um, you know, uh, Frost has her goons, and Carter has the Carterettes, and um, mm-hmm. no, I think I'm good. But uh, before we move on, I think that we need to take a little, small little break and talk about this week's ad sponsor. So, okay, everyone. So it's it's thinking time. So so stop whatever you're doing right now. If it's driving on the freeway or or walking, you know, one of those two. But keep breathing. You can do that one. Okay. Um, now think about the last time that you needed to hire some goons to break into a building for some nefarious reasons. Hmm. Now, I know Thank the goons that. for hire business is very pricey, which means that you expect quality professionalism. Tony, couple questions for you. The last time that you had to hire goons, how competent were they? And also, did they know what they were doing? And most importantly, were they able to accomplish the mission even when the local branch of the International Defense Organization arrived to stop you? Um, to answer in order, three, no, and God, no. Exactly. It sounds like it was a horrible experience. And that is why we partnered with our friends over at Goons, Goons, Goons. No matter what job you need help with, Goons, Goons, Goons is here to help. 
and they do everything they can to make working with them a hassle-free experience. Because when you're planning to take on another mob boss, the last thing you want to worry is if the people you've hired can even do their job. They have goons for bodyguarding, goons for yelling at, and most importantly, goons for breaking into places. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get an extra goon for free when you order 10 or more goons. Not affiliated with goons, 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 goons. <laughs> All right. Goons are important. Yes. They're needed for every evil mission. Yep. All right. Next storyline. <laughs> Samberly and Rose help them get past the guards. They notice that the guards are strangely dressed. This is because Team Frost has gotten there before them. Samberly unlocks the doors in the facility. Team Carter finds the bomb, but Jarvis accidentally gets locked inside the room with the bomb. Sousa has to talk Jarvis through disarming the bomb. I said bomb way too much. Peggy <laughs> goes after Frost as Jarvis finishes making the bomb inert. Samberly op- finally opens the door. Jarvis, Rose, and Samberly go for the car, while Sousa goes to support Peggy. Peggy loses her fight with Frost and ends up impaled by Rebar. I had to cheer it up a little bit. <laughs> um. So first things, they um go over the fence. They throw a device over the fence, right? And it's like yes. this big. I don't know, coaster that electrocutes the people around them. And I had to go back to Iron Man 2, but I was pretty sure, and I was right. This looks like a big version of the things that uh, Black Widow uses in Iron Man 2 to get past the uh, hammer guards. Oh. The little discs that electrocute people. I was like, awesome. Yeah, this is proto-shield, so it would make sense. Um... Yeah, but they get inside, and they Samberly unlocks every door, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, how is Team Frost not concerned that all the doors are suddenly unlocked? They're just <laughs> like, they just roll with it. <laughs> well, I mean, Frost is probably a little bit in the back, like, thinking, okay, they did their job. Mm-hmm. And the goons aren't quality enough goons, so they're just they, like, "Oh, cool, doors unlocked." They didn't get hired. They got hired from goons, 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 not goons, goons, goons. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, I don't know. I mean, I to be fair, I also don't know how much they know. Like, I mean, Frost and Chadwick, I'm sure they have a general understanding of what's going on in the building, but. The other people, the underlings, mob people, mm-hmm. maybe they just don't know anything. Maybe they're like, oh, it's one of those things where once we get so far down, the assumption is everyone has stopped from getting in. So if you're this far down, you're just trusted. So everything's unlocked. I could assume yeah. that. I mean, But that's true. the only thing I can make up to assume. That's that's yeah. all I got. Also, I'm wondering if um, Manfredi's people, you know, the on Team Frost, are just stealing random stuff. Because all the doors are open, and they've got to have other cool stuff in there. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't I don't know what else Roxanne would have that they would look at and think, oh, I could do something with this. But well, I'm just not as imaginative right now. <laughs> I mean, I, they, they obviously have cool scientists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this uh-huh. is like their highest security facility. It's not just because of the bombs, probably. They probably have other cool stuff in there. 
Oh, Roxxon's Bad Babies. Exactly. Yeah. Or the rest of the Bad Babies, they probably didn't recover that because they stole them from Stark originally. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they, um, they disarm the bomb. They get everything. They're going to get out scot-free. So, Peggy decides to fight Frost. For As you would, yeah. It, I reasons? mean, this was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You, everything can't. I mean, not everything went to plan. Jarvis could have potentially blown up all of LA or California, if you believe the IMDb summary. Uh huh. But, um. And none of Nevada, just California. Yeah. Yeah. It's just clean break, straight lines. That's how explosions work. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she goes and fights Frost for reasons. <laughs> you don't you don't want them to not know you were there. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wonder if this was her thinking like, oh, I could stop her now mm-hmm. sort of thing. Was that? I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's It's weird. It's a little out of her mindset because normally, like, she, she thinks through everything and... She has no backup right now. She doesn't know how many more people Frost has working for her. Uh, and she also doesn't know what Frost has, right? Because she doesn't really know Frost's absorption power. It's true. I mean, um... Well, did she see it when she absorbed the stuff from the body? Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So she, she knows something there, yeah. So she's just gonna fight her in hand to hand combat. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Fair. <laughs> Fair. This is again, this is what happens when Peggy's off the leash from the SSR. She just goes insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. If she was working, if she had that, you know, rigid schedule, she would have thought a little bit more before fighting someone with a power, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is the first person she knows with, like, really weird powers. More than just punchy powers. Yeah. I mean, uh, Leviathan guy had mind control powers. But they're not as, like, shocking as these Azori powers. So, um, Peggy fights and ends up like Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> but unfortunately, she doesn't have a lightsaber or the Force, so there's no flip and the bisection of Frost, and then coming back years later to confuse everyone who doesn't watch the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, so Peggy falls and gets impaled rather than being absorbed. Um, I was sh- surprised. I forgot about this part. I was surprised by how violent this suddenly goes. <laughs> <laughs> For c- considering how this show is, it's yeah, a lot the more campy show. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, fun. Oh, Jarvis, you're so silly, almost blowing everyone up because you have to do it yourself. Oh, Samberly, you're so inept. Oh, Peggy's impaled by a metal rod. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Hm. Yeah. Yep. And then. Well, you you, you got to throw in some drama where you can, right? That's true. I mean, what's, what's the range on Frost's powers? Couldn't she just absorb Peggy from there? <laughs> a good point i don't know i mean in a little bit of a spoiler in next week's episode we see a few feet Mm -hmm. but i mean that's a lot closer than 
what she is to Peggy right there. I mean, Peggy's probably like 10 feet away at least. I mean, she's on a different floor, different story of the building. Yeah, probably 10. I mean, that's a pretty big building. I would estimate 15 or 20 feet. But yeah, it is further away. (laughs) I'd want to see Frost lay down on the ground on her story and just reach and see the (laughs) black goo just like almost touch Peggy, but not quite. (laughs) (laughs) So close. Almost there. All right. Yep, it's like Indiana Jones trying to go after the Holy Grail. Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else about the heist? No. No, I've got nothing there. All right. Team Carter takes Peggy to Violet's house because uh, in MCU fashion, a nurse is better than a hospital. After Peggy is stabilized, Sousa shares a moment with her and Violet realizes that he has feelings for Peggy. Back at Howard's house, Peggy lays down to rest, and Jason fades away. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's smart. Powerful people are after them, no hospital, um, and nurses are just as good as doctors in the MCU. So, And in the 40s. And in the 40s. And you know what? I have family members who are nurses. I have no family members who are doctors. I'm going to assume nurses are better. We don't even need doctors. Screw them. Yeah, I mean, the doctor's just going to prescribe morphine, you know. Oh, yeah, and I forgot, I want to be the doctor's friend. Sorry, guys. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. It still bothers me why they didn't take Carter to a hospital. Like, I'm the only thing I can think of is what you said of they have people after her, but. Well, that's what Sousa said. Because um, Violet was like, you need to take her to a hospital. Yeah. Oh, okay. So did, did, maybe was Carter saying, oh, no, I need to go to a hospital. And Susan was like, no, 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 you don't need to go to a hospital. No, I think Violet says she needs a hospital. And then Violet, or Susan tells Violet, like, no, we have powerful people after us and stuff like that. Can't go to the hospital. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But I'm just thinking, doesn't like, doesn't add that, but that that bothers me. Like I, I feel like yeah. this is one of those times where they actually can go. But all right, fine. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. But all right. hey, uh-huh. I know we're not there yet, but we can talk. It's a movie. <laughs> is Doctor Strange's the female lead? I guess she's a lead. She's not really in the movie that much. Is she a nurse or is she a doctor? Rachel McAdams? I think she yeah. was a doctor. Okay. I think she was comics, also a surgeon. Okay. In the comics, she's a nurse. Because that's what I was thinking. Like, Because Claire's obviously a nurse, and then we got Violet. And I was thinking she was a nurse as well. But no, if she's a doctor. Good on you, Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Something. An upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if I remember correctly, because I, I, I think she wore similar colored scrubs to the other people i I feel like normally nurses are wearing something else uh but they were like they were working off of each other her and dr strange so like that assumes equals it's true yeah doctor doctor what's her name palmer that sounds familiar i feel like amanda palmer is her name that might be someone else i mean the name amanda palmer is very familiar but i have no idea what that is okay I'm like, Dr. Palmer sounds right. But also, 
I've watched a couple episodes of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which has a Dr. Palmer on that. So, not maybe I'm not accurate. Anyway, um, the rebar hitter. Something I noticed. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but she's going to have a scar in the exact same place that Black Widow has a scar when the Winter Soldier shot her. <laughs> huh. Yeah. What is there? in the body is that like a kidney or something like i'm wondering if that's just a common hollywood injury because it's easy to like explain like oh no it's not vital you can keep going yeah i mean i i would guess i mean for me if i got hit right there that's mostly love handles so i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah um i again am not a doctor nor a nurse so i can't tell you <laughs> all right so, um, Peggy and Sousa established they're pretty good friends, right? Uh-huh. If, um, my friend got shot, if you were shot, Al, I would make sure you're okay. I'm not going to, and my wife probably isn't going to assume we're in love because I checked on you after you got hurt real bad. Yeah, that one kind of <laughs> bothered me a little too. Like, in addition to that, they, like, have worked together in the past and they, mm-hmm. like, rely on each other like to live right in in those situations you have to yeah. like rely on that person so you become very close mm-hmm. um yeah it makes sense that that's a, a close relationship with your partner i mean even in agents of shield um you know daisy and mac are partners right and yeah you know if one happened if something happened to one of them yeah the other person even though it's not like a romantic relationship at all they're definitely going to be super messed up and angry which i think happens multiple times throughout the series Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this is true and we never see a significant we never see freaking lincoln uh accuse uh sky of being in love with mac or if mac had a significant other in the future we never see that happen either way that's true, but to be fair, there's just so many things wrong with Lincoln, right? That you you just <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, they don't they don't have time to pack in the generic stuff. They just they have to throw in all the other things. Yeah, well, I can't talk about the other significant other because we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, no, I'm good with this section. It's obvious that Violet has an inferiority complex or something like that, but otherwise, we're good. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one last storyline, and honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have much to say about it, but it's just useful for the next episode. Chadwick is fed up with Frost after their loss, but Whitney reminds him who is in charge. Later that night, Chadwick calls the council because he worries about Whitney. And that's my all yes. my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that happened. Yep. All right. Al, would you like to rate the episode? Because I forgot last time I ran an episode. <laughs> That's fair. I, I even wrote that down. Yeah. Um, I didn't write it down for next week, so we'll see if we remember. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, um, oh, I'm gonna give how, this a. How or, many pieces oh, of rebar are you gonna give this episode? Ah, ah, that's fair. That's right. We gotta gotta know the the element because that affects the score too. That also it does. changes things. Um, I'm gonna give this three point seven five parts of rebar parts wow. is that what we're, we're using i don't i don't know what i mean the... yeah if it's seven five yeah 
I mean, it would be okay. a rebar rod, and then I guess seventy fifths of another a part of a rod. I would assume. Okay, all right. I don't know how you measure rebar. <laughs> neither do I. Um, yeah, three point seven five. Yeah, it's um, you know it, because it was you know action e type of stuff, and then mm-hmm. honestly anything where they do you know we were kind of making fun of this earlier where you have like where you build up a team to do yeah. stuff and everyone has their kind of job that stuff gets me every time like i'm like i just love that stuff for some reason i don't know why um but yeah yeah i mean i put this at a like a 4.75 almost perfect episode really yeah i i mean i'm my hate my not hatred my apathy towards ant-man notwithstanding i love heists <laughs> And heist things and bringing a team together. I mean, I love it. So this is mostly what I want. Um, the only reason it's not a five is because of the crappy Violet stuff. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, and then I guess just to explain why I didn't give it, you know, a higher score, something mm-hmm. about it just didn't draw me in for the episode. Like, I I was watching it, but it just it felt so easy to like turn and do something on my phone or something when watching the episode and i I don't know why so it just like that that's why i had to yeah i mean subtract a point but yeah yeah that might run down between me really have when i lead an episode i have to hyper focus on the episode so yeah there is that yep (laughs) all right uh you ready to wrap it up yeah i am all right everyone so this was the marvel cinematic rewind for season two episode five of agent carter the atomic job join us next week when we will talk about episode six life of the party and until then please follow us on twitter we are at mcu underscore rewind and uh please give us a rating on apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app um just a side note you know that's one of the best things that you can do to support a podcast is to give them a rating today is Uh, National Podcasting Day. Not the day you're listening to this because we record them ahead of time, but for us right now, it is National uh, Podcast Day or something. I I think it's called that. Anyway, that's that's a really good way to to support all of your podcasts. So, you know, that's like three seconds of your time. Might as well. And with that tangent out of the way, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol packin' mama, lay that pistol down. Oh, drinking beer in a cabaret, was I having fun? Until one night she caught me right, now I'm on the run. Oh, lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol packin' mama, lay that pistol down.